Welcome to Fearless Marketing for Life Coaches. I'm Simone Gray Soul, and I'm here to teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without paying for ads, buying Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and I promise you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, my friends. You know, I got lots of questions after I published my last um, podcast episode, my interview with my colleague Maggie Reyes about how to evaluate results when it comes to your copy and how to evaluate your copy. Um, That's one of the things that we talked about in our conversation. And if you haven't listened to it yet, I highly, highly recommend that you go back and listen to the previous episode, my heart-centered marketing and six-figure businesses in my interview with Maggie Reyes. We talk about this. We talk about how when you have a, a business goal, a revenue goal, a number of clients goal in your business, it's really important to be tracking those and to be measuring your res- your success, your results by those, not just how popular you are on social media or how, you know, how you feel or how your people are feeling because she said, and I'm not getting this exactly word for word, but it's really possible to impact so many people and have all the great feelings <laughs> while not hitting your business goals. So, And I think a lot of people were wondering if I am not um, seeing a lot of engagement with my posts, if I'm not getting a lot of responses to my emails, how do I even know what to begin to, you know, where to begin when it comes to evaluating my copy? And I wanted to take today's episode to address that. So I am talking to you if you are really not even getting enough responses where you're not even sure what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong, right? So for example, if you were posting and, and emailing and people were saying, I like this, but I'm, I don't like that, you know, obviously that's a lot easier to work with. But if you're just getting crickets, you know, how do you evaluate? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address that today. So without further ado, number, the number one thing that I want you to know about evaluating is something that most people don't know which is that the primary way I evaluate is not by the immediate result. So what I mean by that is, let's say I sent an email this week to my people. The first way that I think about in my own mind, which I think is the, is the way that I recommend to everybody because I think it's the best way, is to ask myself, what energy was I in when I was writing? Now, a way to break that down is what emotions was I feeling and what thoughts was I thinking that created those emotions? That is always and always, always, always my first question when evaluating. So our thoughts always create and trigger the emotions that we have. So for example, if you are writing an email and your your thought is, I'm not sure what I should be saying, right? Because I know that a lot of my clients struggle with this. They have the thought, I don't know what I should say, or 
I'm probably not saying this right. Or I feel bad taking up space in their inbox. <laughs> or it's, it's usually some variation of feeling bad and feeling like you're not good enough and what you're about to say isn't good enough and just all kinds of not good enough, right? <laughs> you have these not good enough thoughts and the emotion that you're going to experience as a result of having that thought is obviously something like uncertainty, anxiety, you know, and these thoughts that are the quite the opposite of being powerful and compelling. And this is very sneaky. So if you don't kind of stop yourself and pause and ask yourself, wait, what am I thinking right now? What am I feeling right now? It's quite hard to be aware of your own energy as you write, right? And because we've never been taught to stop and ask ourselves, what am I thinking? What am I feeling, right? And by that, I don't mean that you necessarily have to be like, you know, unicorns and rainbows, you know, floating on cloud nine when you write. But I think the most important things you could be feeling are the three C's. Calm, confident, and certain. You want to feel calm. A lot of people, a lot of coaches market, do make their marketing content from a place of being like very excited. And it's something that my mentor, um, the sales coach, Stacey Bayman, says all the time, which I think is so spot on, which is excitement is not an emotion that sells. Pause for dramatic impact. <laughs> excitement is not an emotion that sells. And think about it. If you are trying to buy something, do you want, let's say you are trying to, you know, pick a doctor to work with who's going to do, who's going to do surgery on you. Would you rather pick a doctor who's like, oh, I'm so excited to do surgery on you. You know, I'm a great doctor and I'm so excited to help you and I just love the surgery. Blah, blah, blah. Or, <laughs> it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Or would you rather work with a doctor who's very calm and just looks like they know what they're doing? <laughs> you would want to work with them. You don't want someone excited doing surgery on you. You want somebody really calm, right? You know they're not going to be shaken. And I use a doctor analogy, but it really is the same with life coaches. We're not doing surgery, but we're kind of doing surgery on people's minds, right? It's important business. Same thing with if you were to hire an accountant or a lawyer, anything sort of skills-based where you're trusting them to do an important job and you, want, you, don't, you don't want to work with somebody who's like bouncing off the walls. You, you want to work with somebody who is calm. So first of all, that's the first emotion I want to feel when I'm writing copy. Now, this doesn't also mean that because, you know, <laughs> you've, if you've gotten my emails, you know that I can be quite, you know, emphatic or I can be very high energy. But um, so I'm not saying that you always have to like fake, you know, being like super, super like low grounded. So if you if who you are is more naturally sort of bouncy and bubbly and energetic, because I I super am, right? Um, you want to make sure that even with that personality, with my kind of personality, if you have a similar similar one, it's possible to convey um, weight and gravitas 
Because when I say calm, that's really what I'm talking about, right? It's possible to convey that listen, like I, I'm grounded here. Like even as an excited, excitable, <laughs> passionate, bouncy, bubbly person, there it's, I am very different when even with that, I feel grounded and I am bubbly from my groundedness versus I'm just all over the place. And this might be a subtle difference for you. And I really want you to just pause and feel into yourself and ask, your, ask yourself, do I feel grounded? Do I feel calm? Right? And check for that. Really important. And the second emotion is confident. Right? How confident are you? And I'm just going to throw the third, third emotion in there too and just talk about the calm and the, I mean, I'm sorry, the confident and certain together. I think the number one thing that helps me to market effectively and to sell effectively is how certain I am that when I am writing to somebody, I have the solution for them, that I understand them so well and that this is what they need. And I think about that and I get that certainty and that confidence because in my mind, there's someone very specific I'm talking to. I'm not certain that I could help everybody on earth. Cer- not certain about that at all. In fact, I'm quite uncertain. <laughs> but when it comes to my ideal client, when it comes to this particular kind of person I'm talking to, right? In my case, that, that particular person happens to be you know, any number of people that I can think about who are either my friends or clients where they are an amazing life coach and they are just feeling really frustrated about marketing and they just want something to click for them, right? And they, and they like me and they trust me. And when they're in that place, I know exactly what to say to them. And I am 100% certain that I could help them. There's no ambiguity in there for me. So if it's not that for you, it probably won't be that because you have a different business than I. You have to think about who, when I'm talking to them about my solution, I feel 100% certain that I can help them that my, what I offer has value for them. And if you are rock solid certain about that, that is the most powerful thing you can convey in an email. Think about it. When somebody makes an offer to you, when somebody presents a solution to you, you want them to feel like 100% certain. You want them, because you're the one feeling uncertain. You're like, I'm the client, I don't know. But you want them to be like, oh, I got you. I totally got you. I am so confident that this is going to work. I am so certain that this is the solution for you, right? So you kind of like can curl up inside their certainty <laughs> and borrow some of it for yourself, right? So I, also, I always ask myself, am I feeling calm and grounded? Am I feeling confident? Am I feeling certain? Do I feel really great taking up space in their inbox, taking up space on their social media feed because of my belief in my value. Am I that confident, right? So if you think about taking up space in someone's feed and in, or so in someone's inbox, I think of it like, you know, a lot of us have a tendency to feel very like sheepish and to feel like we're not welcome and to feel apologetic about taking up space like, oh, they're going to be annoyed to see me too much, that kind of thing, which is, you guys, seriously, stop it right now. <laughs> stop it. 
the way I like to think of it is if somebody friended me, if somebody follows me, if somebody subscribed to my newsletters, it's when I show up to their world, it's kind of like they invited me as the VIP to their party. So let's say you're, you're throwing a party and you invited some people as VIPs and when the VIPs show up, how do you feel? You're like, yay, the VIPs showed up. Now the party is so much better, right? You, my friend, are the VIP, seriously. So I really want you to remember that. How would you feel, right? Because the confidence and the certainty also comes from thinking about it in that way. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to take up space in your inbox. I'm your VIP. You love me, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not about being arrogant or, or being better than other people. It's about feeling um knowing deeply that you have value and that other people opted in to your world because they value you too and own it. Okay, so all of these emotions that I just listed and all of the thoughts that go with it that create these emotions, was I feeling them when I'm writing copy? That's the first, first, first thing I evaluate by. Numero dos. This is kind of like competing with number one. So they might be like tied for one for number one in terms of importance. It's so uh, important to be evaluating from a place of, hey, my copy works already. It's already working. It's already great. And I'm figuring out how to make it even better. As opposed to the thing that most people do by default, which is, oh my God, nobody's responding to my copy. It's crap. I don't know what I'm doing. Let me figure this out. So it's kind of like you have to evaluate from the right energy too. You must do the work of believing that you're already on track. It's already working. People are already noticing you. People are already building trust. They already like you. They are already thinking about working with you. They already respect you. They already want to hear from you. All of this. It's already working. It's all good. And you're making it even better. I'm evaluating so I can make it even better. Now, you might ask me, but how do I know if it's working, if nobody's reaching out? Right? And that's a fair question. But... It goes back to what I was saying earlier is that you have to believe that it's working because every time you show up, it has value to your people. I, I wish I could like tattoo that on everybody's faces. <laughs> or maybe not your face because if it's on your face, you can't see it. <laughs> tattoo it on your arm or something. Every time I show up, it has value. Every time I show up, somebody's hearing me. Every time I show up, somebody with helpful intention, somebody is helped. And all of this builds up in ways that you can't see. I can't tell you how many stories I have from my own life, from my clients' lives, where clients came out of nowhere because they were lurking, reading everything they were consuming without making a peep. Or how many times you know, somebody suddenly reaches out to me for a consultation call and they were on my list and I didn't even know they existed because for they've been following me for two years and they never responded to any of my emails except for the one day they're like, all right, I'm ready to pay you. This happens all the time. So 
if you just decide, like you can just as easily decide that that is happening as you could decide that it's not working. So my friend, what do you want to believe instead? It really is a choice. When you believe it's working, you do more things to make it work. When you believe it's not working, you spiral into unhelpful thoughts and emotions that make you not work, makes it not work even more. So choose, choose to believe it's working and that the whole point of evaluating is to, to make it even better. Um, so I, I, I promise to you that the whole process is going to be, is going to go so much better. You're going to get so much more out of it. If you are believing it's already working and I'm making it even better and I'm just a few tweaks away. People are already following me. Everything that I have already created has created value for people and it's all being deposited and it's all going to come back to me. And I just have to keep going, make it even better. But way more fun to work on it that way as well, right? So that's the second thing. And the third thing is I said I primarily evaluate by thoughts and emotions. And what's implied there is that I do not primarily evaluate by immediate results. So for example, if I sent an email yesterday, I'm not going to sit here today and evaluate, okay, I got no responses, so that email sucked. It's like, um, that's way too soon to be evaluating. Make sure you're working with a volume of data that is large enough with enough data points. I would evaluate on like maybe like a bi-weekly like basis. So a lot of people do this. A lot of people will say, oh my God, I don't get anybody reach, reach, you know, responding to my offers. And I ask them, how many offers have you made? And they're like, well, I make like one a week. And I'm like, that is not, nobody has even seen that offer, my friend. There has to be, this is why I keep encouraging you to like show up and show up and show up and make offers, make offers, make offers. Show yourself because unless you have enough data points, you can't even begin to make sense of the data points that you have. It's too little, right? It's like, it's like drawing conclusions from the census based on like 20 people to represent the entire country. Like it doesn't work, right? So if you don't have enough data points, you've got to show up more so that you do have, in, you have more data points, Right? If you tell me I made three offers every single day for, for two weeks, that is now something I can work with, not like I just made three offers in the past month. Right? So I say don't evaluate by immediate results like I did this yesterday and it's not working because that's too soon to see the cumul cumulative effect of, of how this stuff builds up because it really does build up. Right? And of course, like a single post, a single email can make the difference, but you know, a lot of times it, it, it requires the buildup in order to work. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't, but you know, you just have to consider everything. And when you have a large enough, um, set of data points, you can kind of see the patterns in a way that you can't, if you have too few data points. So evaluate like at the minimum on like a weekly basis, like here are all the things I said, what are the patterns here? right? What got responses? What didn't? What's, um, or, you know, or, or bi-weekly, definitely not like every day or every two or three days. I think your focus generally should be on kind of paying attention to your thoughts and emotions and showing up as much as possible so that you have high quality data points to work with. And high quality, by high quality data points, I mean 
data points that you created with stuff um, that you created and offered while you were in a um, in the in like a useful marketing energy, right? It was, which is what I was talking about earlier in the day. Now, I'm not talking about evaluating by the number of comments or responses because for the purposes of this episode, I am assuming that that's already, you're not already getting a ton of that. So this episode is really for people who are like, I'm not getting any responses, so how do I even know to evaluate? All right, so um, the third thing is check to see not just what your thoughts and feelings are while you're writing the copy, but what your thoughts or feelings are about your business everywhere else. So if you are super like in so much drama and freaking out and like avoiding your work and constantly doubting your business, when you're in all the other times you're just just in your day, it's not really going to you know, make or break it if you show up to writing the copy with the best of energy. Because your business is a whole ecosystem, my friend. Your business is a whole ecosystem. And if you you just want to check for like, what are my default emotions and thoughts when it comes to my business in general? Am I confident about my business? Am I confident about the value of my offer? Do I feel grounded and certain? Or do I feel high drama and anxious? right? Because that's going to really impact like the, the effect of your copy. So don't just, when you're evaluating copy, don't just evaluate what you're doing during writing copy. Evaluate what you're thinking and feeling in all the other places of your business too. All impact each other. The last thing that I'm going to say, which is really important. Okay, they're all really important. So I feel like every point is really important, but it is you want to be asking yourself, what am I actively learning? What am I actively putting into practice and experimenting with and testing for? A lot of people that I've heard from say they have written lots and lots and lots of emails and they write lots and lots of offers and they get crickets and they get this kind of they're like mad and like entitled and resentful. <laughs> like people should be reaching out already. Why aren't they? It's pointless. I just can't take any more of this. I've been doing so much work. I've been writing so many emails. But most of the time when I talk to them, it turns out that they've like more or less kept doing the same thing over and over, but in giant quantities while not really evaluating. So the volume of the work and your consistency is obviously important but it's not the entire winning formula for volume and consistency to really shine. You also have to be putting into the formula a lot of intentionality about like actively um, learning new things that you're going to put into practice and test in your copy. What are the variables that, that, I'm, that I'm working with? Right. Like if, I, if you don't know right this second, like what you are testing in your copy, Basically, that's something that you need to think about ASAP, right? Because we're always kind of doing the same thing. Or you think you're doing different things, but it's not, doesn't really have a lot of intention or thoughtfulness behind it, right? So maybe, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
test making offers this way. I'm going to, I just learned this principle of like story writing um, in my copy and I'm going to try story writing in this way. I just um, learned about this copy principle and you guys, even if you don't get it from me, if you just search the web for like copy um, tips for social media and emails, there's like a bajillion things that come up. Like when I was teaching myself how to do this, I like read all of them. I didn't apply all of them, but I was constantly in like, what can I try next? What can I try next? Right? So if you're not constantly asking yourself, what can I try next? What can I test next? Right? What can I experiment with? Then basically assume that you're doing the same thing over and over. And you know, you know what Einstein said, the definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Now, I don't mean to insult you by implying that you are insane. It's just a human brain reflex. We all do it. I do it too, right? And we kind of get wrapped up to, for being honest in this martyrdom of like, oh, I've been trying so hard. I've been writing so much. But listen, there's nothing tragic about trying to make a life coaching business work you have to get out like every time your brain wants to go into martyrdom about it you gotta fish your brain out of there it's not gonna do you or anybody any good and it's no fun right and then you gotta ask yourself wait what am I not doing because if it's not working for sure there's something I'm not doing or something something I could be trying differently so I want you to make a list, like and keep this list going right you want you want to be collecting a list of things that you are um, you want to put into practice, that you want to test, that you want to, um, the, the variables that you want to just try them out, right? What particular dimension of your copy um, skill are you working on, right? Like maybe you, you want to say this, like this week, I want to really work on my storytelling muscle. This week, I'm going to, I'm going to think about how to write stronger subject lines. This week, I'm going to work on wording my, you know, my CTA in as many different ways as possible and, and see what other people are doing. Like if, if you're asking these yourself, these questions, like you see how much more intentionality, how much more purposefulness you are bringing into it. And it's not just like, okay, I wrote it. I wrote it consistently right? So these are all the things that I think are super important when it comes to evaluating copy. And I hope that these give you clarity about what you, where you should put your attention on next. I would love to hear from you. Um, if you listen to this episode and have takeaways or um, aha moments or have questions, and I'm always happy to also solicit, you know, questions or suggestions for future episodes. So, hey, get in touch with me. On Instagram, my handle is simone.grace.soul. I'll link to it in my show notes and come find me and talk to me about how you're going to evaluate your copy. Happy writing, happy serving. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.